1: Greetings all. Um welcome to my podcast, Heavenly Places. I am your host, Jameer. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Dorothy Carruthers for having me this evening on the uh on the blog talk. I'd like to thank everyone for, for um tuning in this evening. Whether you're we're calling in or, or even listening to it later on one of the different medias we have on SoundCloud or YouTube or um whatever it may be. Let's go ahead and open this, this uh, evening up in prayer um, Father We thank you for your blessings We thank you for your grace and mercy <clears throat> Father we thank you um, For the precious blood of our, of our Lord and Savior Your Son Jesus Christ um, standing on the dying of the cross for our, our sins and transgressions Oh Father Father draw us to, to him Draw us towards you Father Give us understanding this day, Father. Direct us in all of our paths and everything that we're trying to do and accomplish, Father. Father, I I just thank you, oh God, for your goodness, grace, mercy, and salvation. And I thank you for being a loving Father. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, everyone. Um. I'm actually I'm actually uh on a road, um, actually I'm not on a road but I'm I'm out of town from where i usually am. I'm actually on the on the east coast uh time. I'm um, in mean, uh join uh the lov- lovely weather of South Carolina down here in uh, Myrtle Beach. So I'm I'm uh, <laughs> even though it's an hour I'm usually doing it at this time anyway, but usually it's six o'clock when I'm doing it and it's seven o'clock now. So um, South Carolina is a really lovely, lovely place um, So let's go ahead and open up this evening We did this, we opened it up in prayer And the, the main scripture we're going to be talking about Is uh, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 um, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 And I'll go ahead and read it to you And it, and it says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant Shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do do exploits. Now, this this particular passage right here, just uh, Daniel chapter eleven verse thirty-two, is actually a uh, sort of like a prophecy scripture um, about the end times. And actually, it's one of the scriptures or passages I've, I've heard some ministers and and pastors and teachers talk about this passage. But it's not one of the ones that's uh, really focused on when it talks about the last days or end times. And actually, it's it's almost, I believe, one of the uh, probably close up there of uh, one of the most overlooked scriptures when it when when it comes to speaking about the end of the age or the last days or end times or the the, the end of Christ and all those kind of things is one of the ones that's overlooked. Instead, one of the, the scriptures, we talked about this, uh, I believe, last week, a couple of weeks ago, one of the, one of the scriptures that uh, we like to focus on is the Matthew uh, 24, where, where it uh, talks about nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom, you know, and it's talking about the moon being turned to blood and earthquakes and all those kind of types of thing, things, you know, it's like kind of like uh, kind of like a gory group, some kind of Matthew twenty four, what uh, Jesus was talking about. Um, to mine is when I was uh, going to uh, school in college. I was a journalism major, and I'll never forget it was the, the introductory course to journalism, the uh, broadcast journalism, a broadcast journalism course. And um, the teacher, he had said uh, basically, he had this saying and it was actually a saying that he got from the textbook that we had read. It was one of the questions on the test. But basically what it was, it's, it says, uh, the saying was, if it bleeds, it bleeds. Um, you may be familiar with that terminology or phrase, but it's basically, meaning mean, it's something that uh, anything that's controversial, um, wicked or bloody, and all these types of things, basically it's going to be like on a on – like a lot of the leading stories on the uh, newscast, or even on the, the front page of the newspaper, basically if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, and that's what they try to encourage our journalist students to look for those types of stories, whether they're doing like online these days or print or media, you know, so we see a lot of that in news, you know, so we have the the mass shootings and all these different types of things that are going on throughout the nation. And it sort of kind of goes back to this textbook of the saying about uh, if it uh, bleeds, it leads, and and basically it's giving people uh, an appetite or thirst for, for uh, what I believe is I believe is a blood. Uh, we see a lot of this in our our movies and our entertainment. I mean, a, a good portion of what we see is very violent. Um, very bloody, <laughs> you know. It seems like it kind of rules the day, no matter what channel, what channel you turn on. Of course, there are good programs and things like that on. Not everything is like that, but um, it bleeds. It bleeds, you know. And that, and that, it kind of carries over, I believe, probably unintentionally, to uh, our spirituality or our relationship with uh, Christ, um, and. But I mean, mostly uh, the teachers and leaders, you know, they, when they're talking about the, the end times, of last days, a lot of the times you hear a lot of doom and gloom with the different uh, pastors, evangelists on television, evangelists on radios, even books, you know, you go to the end times, it's like a whole lot of like you might see a nuclear bomb and a, and a cloud and all these kind of things, visual images you see, you know, um, and even reading this Matthew 24, these are actually words directly from Jesus talking about the moon turning into blood, you know? So when you read these scriptures, it can cause you and you see what's going on in television. And then you read some of the teachings it can cause you to feel discouraged, uh, defeated, depressed, hopeless, um, all these types of things. But I believe, uh, when, uh, Jesus when he was uh, actually reading This uh, Matthew 24 when he was Sharing sharing this Actually he wasn't reading he was kind of sharing it with the Disciples and later on it was written But when he was sharing it with those who was around Him at that time His purpose wasn't To, to bring hopelessness or to Cause people to feel defeated Or uh, to cause people to feel Depressed um, Or to feel Discouraged he wasn't saying That to, so they can feel those types of ways, you know um, Romans 8.31 It says uh, And this is Paul He's writing in Romans 8.31 And I was, There was some things before that But I want to focus on this particular scripture. It says What then shall we say in response to these things If God is for us Who can be against us Because actually Paul was dealing with some types of things too And he was basically saying no matter What it is or what circumstance Or which situation we're facing if our Father in Heaven is for us, guess what? The, then who can be against us? So it doesn't matter whatever obstacles or, or situations are are in our way, and that's how we should view uh, the the end times and the age in this Matthew twenty four. Because I believe Jesus' intent in sharing the scripture was basically to warn us so that we can have insight about you knowing what's going on. Because of course we know the scripture. Uh, where it says uh, that we should be wise as serpents, so we should know the issues and different things going on, whether it be in your neighborhood, um, political, politically, politically, um, and the government, or even national, whatever it is. You have like the Father; He places different our desires within us. So some of us are going to be focused on the neighborhood, some of us are going to be focusing on the international, and some of us are more focused on the national level. So all of us have our different focuses that the father has placed in our heart and we focus on those things that's going on in, in those neighborhoods or those communities. Um and but the thing is we always line it up with the scripture and what's going on and oftentimes when preachers are teaching we can become greatly depressed or sad and uh discouraged, you know. But I believe uh, with this Matthew twenty four that was not the purpose or intent. Of jesus for the the enemy and for doom and gloom um to cause you to be discouraged, so basically what this uh teaching is about this evening is is to encourage you about the times and that we are in the age that we are in the season that we are in to, to bring you great joy hope um and and synonyms along along with that you know so um so Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 going along with that Matthew 24 I w- it's kind of ha- has the same concept you know because you have at the beginning of the scripture it's basically talking about the antichrist and how he's going to be speaking in flatteries and doing his thing but then in the end of the scripture it's speaking of something very marvelous for me, you know um and that's kind of what I want to focus on this evening it says uh And Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says Those who know their God shall be strong And carry out great exploits Um, And this particular This is the second part of that scripture. But it's kind of like I want to divide it into two parts Um, The first part it says uh, Those that know their God And I want to talk about that For a little bit about knowing our Father in heaven You know what what does it what does that mean and we talked about that before And you may have heard a minister a pastor a preacher your mother a father a grandmother talking about knowing God knowing your father in heaven you know the the loving one you know the creator of all you know um but kind of like knowing like knowing your God it kind of can get lost in the translation because uh There we can know about things, but we don't know know it. Like I know about different types of cars, brand names of cars. I know about Ford, Chevys, Hondas, and then I know about some of the like the types of engines. But then you might have a mechanic; he has even deeper knowledge or understanding of of knowing of different things about the car and engines and and, uh, and things like that. It could it could be even knowing things about a computer or a computer program. Some people are able to navigate a computer program because they have used it many, many times, and they can do all all of the cool tricks with it. And then some people, they just kind of, like, know the basics, and some people don't even want to touch a computer. Or it can be even something as simple or mundane as using a uh, remote control. You know, you go to the store, and you go to, like, one of those electronic aisles, um, remote controls. They come in many different shapes, sizes, and buttons. Well, um, overall, they kind of sort of have the same function. You know, for example, the one you might have in your living room in your house, you might be sitting by right now, you know, you're very probably very familiar if you had the remote for a while. You're familiar with the buttons, like how to turn it on and on, off, and how to switch. Some of you I might have three or four, and you all had to kind of manipulate and work with those ones to control the different things you have in your house. But uh, I'm pretty sure after you use it, you know how to how to work it properly. You know, you know. For example, if you go go over someone else's house, you know, or you allow someone to use the remote at your house, they have a, uh they might not know how to use that remote because uh, they haven't used it. They haven't been as involved with that uh remote as you have. So you have a, a sort of even though it's a, a object, you have like some type of intimate relationship or intimate knowing of how that remote operates and functions from what practice from experience of constantly using the remote for reading the instructions, the directions, you know, Um, you may have like one of those remotes where you have to be like a certain part of the room for it to work or function properly. And the only reason you know that is because you had a, from experience and practice and someone else might come over and try to use the remote, but they don't know that. So they, have They're doing everything right as far as the buttons, but they're not uh, getting it to respond in that way. And that's not the minor and simple, you know, a remote. But kind of comparing that with our relationship with our Father in Heaven, you know, um, and sort of like kind of like uh, we use the remote or even learn and play an instrument, you know, we need to become intimately involved with our Father, Um and we grow closer to him uh, through what? Through reading the word, through prayer, through singing, um, even listening to these, these POW talks or blog talks um, as ways of encouragement and direction, um, attending the church service. Um, but the most important thing, of course, is reading the word and praying for yourself. And, and the media is actually good because there are a lot of uh, good Christian movies. Like they have the, uh, for children, they have things like Superbook and things like that. And, and basically, those, the whole purpose of these things is to actually draw us closer to the Father. Uh, actually, many of the, the the very good prayer shows that I watch on TV, um, those who are not really trying to sell a book, you know, <laughs> actually, somebody's always trying to to sell something I understand at different expenses. But uh if it's a good teacher, they, they're they going to always lead you or point you back to the Word, okay, because they, as a minister, prophet, even myself, I can only take you so far and having a relationship with the Father. Ultimately, you're going to have to pick up that book yourself. You're going to have to sing to them yourself. That CD, that song, that worship song that you like is only going to last for so long. It's only going to be three minutes or five minutes. Or you might go tired of listening to that CD or song, you know. So it's up to you. You have to learn to uh, sing beyond the music when when the drums and instruments and all that kind of stuff stop. You know, you got to make a joyful noise with with your own voice, no matter how horrible or whatever you you think it may sound, you know. So you you have to uh, practice these things yourself, just like the person I was talking about. With the remote control, you have to do these things yourself with the father um it's good you know they have teachers that teach us how to praise teach us how to read the word and teach us how to sing you know and and praise praise the Lord you know, but the Holy Spirit is the best teacher he's he's better than me, you know he's better than whoever your your uh, favorite evangelists or teachers on t v there there was no one like the Holy Spirit because he he uh he knows you unlike any of those other people, no matter how much they love you the Holy Spirit loves you an infinite amount of times more you know so reading the word, praying, singing those basically to sum it up are different ways that uh will press you in into the presence of the Father to know more intimately and uh Another way to know the fathers, uh something that probably many people do already without kinda of realizing it, um, is uh through helping others. You know. You know, volunteering, you know, that's that's something that is a very noble deed, you know. It could be something like helping someone walk across the street, helping going over someone's house, helping them cleaning, you know, helping people who who aren't really able to help themselves or there might be in some type of health crisis or emotional crisis or, or something where they can't help themselves in that particular situation or circumstance. Those are the way, you know, that we are given to the father, <laughs> you know, um, babysitting, uh, giving the scriptures of encouragement. And, and so many different things I can go on and on and on, you know, about helping people. A lot of times we think, but well, we need to do a podcast or a blog talk. Those are very important. Sometimes we think we need to travel to the other side of the world, and and we there are situations and cases and circumstances where we're we are re- required to do that, you know. But then there's things that are that are around in your own community, your neighborhood, and families, things that you can give to the father through that way. Actually, I want to read the. uh a scripture in Matthew 25 <clears throat> Starting in verse 40 um, And the king replied Surely I tell you Whatever you did for one of the least of these Brothers and sisters of mine You did for me Then he said to those on his left Depart from me You who are cursed And to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick in prison, and you did not look after me. And they will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison, and you did not help me? And he replied, "Truly, I tell you, that whatever you did not do for one of the least, you did not do for me." So basically, we have people who are are least around us. Not saying that we're we're all powerful and superior, but we have uh, we may have different resources, we may have different information or different skills, where we can help someone who's who is uh, and at least. In that position, because actually, it might be a situation where that person right there has information and insight that can actually help you out. So it's like a kind of like a, a giving and receiving type. But a lot of times, where the person who's unable to help you at all, maybe you need to give them a ride, maybe you need to cook them a meal. I mean, you might be driving some past somebody homeless. I know, I know, like, oh, they just gonna put, they just gonna like. I don't want to give them money because they're just going to give something to drink and things like that or whatever. You know what? You can take that person like the good Samaritan. Remember you can take that person out, out to eat or or take them like, Oh, it's a restaurant right over here. I'm just going to just go in here and buy them that. Um, uh, one time there was some people that I've seen and they wanted money, but I didn't want to give them money, but I've seen that they had kids with them. Um, and I probably could have gave them money, but I didn't feel comfortable. But they was at Walmart, so I went to Walmart and bought some oranges, apples, and things like that just to, like, to help them over, you know. And I, then later on, I was like, you know what, I should have given them some money. But when I came back, they, they, were, uh, they were gone, you know. But there's different types of situations and circumstances. And it doesn't have to be someone like a stranger that we don't know, but it could be Someone in our community that we see all the time that uh, that are actually needing your help. They need a word of, of of encouragement from you. You don't ever know what uh, people are facing, the challenges they're facing, just the encouragement they need, and they are feeling weak in that situation. It's a place where you can come in, you know, and uh, and help them out. It's important that when we're when you're doing these types of things, volunteering or helping someone out. That you're not doing these things because, uh, oh, you want like a pat on the back or some type of uh, reward or some type of acknowledgement, you know, because that's not why we do these things. We do them because we, we're trying to serve our Father. We're trying to minister to him by ministering to those who are around us, by ministering to the people that surround us. Because when we do it outside of that, um, we're kind of like doing things in vain and doing things through ritual. Uh, Matthew uh, 7 verses uh, 21 through 23 Matthew 7 verse 21 through 23 It says not everyone who says to me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven But the one who does the will of my father Who is in heaven um, It says on that day Many will say to me Lord, Lord That we not prophesy in your name cast out demons in your name And do many mighty works in your name I mean there's people Like it says there's people casting out demons And all mighty works as people be giving people groceries and food and doing all types of wonderful things and mighty works for people. And guess what it says? And then I will declare to them in verse 23, this Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. He says, I never knew you. Um, so, I'm I'm sharing. You uh, ways to know your father because you know sometimes you think you you doing all these great and wonderful mighty work things, but you're not you're not doing anything. Um, We're not doing anything to help the father. We we have to make sure we do it out of a pure heart, and we do these things out of a pure heart. You know, guess what? Our father is not going to say I don't (laughs) I don't know you, or I never knew you, but I know you. Come on, come on in. You know, (laughs) come on in. And that's what that's what it, this day in chapter eleven, verse thirty-two, that says, "Those who know our God." So these are ways. Okay, we got the reading, we got the praying, um, the singing to the Lord, um, and and serving others are ways that we can become intimately knowing our Father who is in heaven. You know, and once we know Him, we can do the other part of Daniel chapter eleven verse thirty two which says those who know their God will be what? They will be strong and they will carry out great exploits. So we they will be strong, uh and the scripture says, uh, let the weak say what? I am strong. Let the poor say I am I am rich, you know, so you can we can feel weak. We can feel weak physically. We can we can feel weak mentally. Weak weak uh <laughs> Like lifting up weights, you know, uh, many types of weaknesses, but despite the feeling that we can feel on the inside, you know, our spirit can be strong, and uh, we can do great exploits. Um, we can do great exploits. So next thing is uh, what what does uh, great exploits mean, you know? I was uh, looking that up. Like, oh man, that that right there is like that sounds like something fantastic. That's something great. I've, not, I've studied that before. <clears throat> but what does it mean? You know, when we again kind of zoom out and look about, uh, look at, think about the end times and the end of the age, and look at all these many horrible things that's going on in time. You know, many horrible things, the wars and rumors of wars. Even the spiritual wars is going on. I mean, we have uh, witches, Satanists, you know, they're they're attacking believers who believe in Yeshua, who believe in Jesus. They're, they're attacking them. Um, we even have portions of the government attacking uh, the scripture, uh, attacking Christians, attacking churches. Um, in a lot of other countries, you know, there are people who are getting killed you know, persecuted and many other types of things. And, and here in the United States, there's there are some things that they're trying to get past and set in motion that are uh, kind of like, okay, you can't really do some of these things in the, in the scripture because that's against the government. So we, uh, again, we in a situation where we like we feel like, oh, man, where we can become burdened, we can become depressed, Looking at these things, looking at Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, the first part, you know, um, basically is him ruling the world and controlling it and, and having his way, doing whatever he pleases, so like, man, you know, and it's almost like uh, our father is leaving us hanging, you know, and what I mean by hanging is uh, like you ever try to get someone a high five, like a lot of times when I play basketball, we would like give each other a high five. And then sometimes it's like one of the teammates, they was having like a problem with the other teammate, And one of them wanted to give them a high five, and the other one wanted to give them a high five. They were kind of like walking around. And then a the guy who was waiting for the high five was like, man, you're gonna." he would say something about, you're leaving me hanging? You're just going to let my hand stay in the air without you giving me a high five? It's like I thought we a team, I thought we was uh, working together, you're gonna leave me out here hanging. And a lot of times we as a church, looking at the news, looking at the situation, looking at the own our own circumstances we face, you know, what I some of us sometimes we ask, Father, are you are you gonna leave us hanging like this? Are you gonna we're believing in you, we're trusting you trusting in you, you know? Um and there have been many people throughout scripture, you know, who I'm sure they felt that the Father in heaven had left them hanging. I mean, Abraham and Sarah, you know, when they was waiting for this promised child, I'm, I'm sure they felt like God left them hanging. Even when uh he had came to visit them, Sarah was laughing like, oh, I'm going to have a child. Ha, 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 ha. Like, okay, Father, you don't let me hanging all this long. You're going to probably keep on leaving me hanging, you know. Or Joseph, when he was waiting for the promise of the dream that he had been sold by his brothers and placed in prison, I'm pretty sure Joseph felt like he was hanging Or even Simeon In the New Testament He was waiting for the constellation of Israel He didn't see him Until he was very old So I'm not sure how long he had been waiting And I'm pretty sure he may feel like that The father had left him hanging And maybe you may Feel like that too But uh, according to this Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 If you feel like that you can be encouraged Because Guess what he's he's not gonna leave the church hanging. <laughs> According to this scripture it says that uh we're gonna be strong and do great exploits. So um my understanding is of this scripture is that basically the enemy he's gonna come at you with all all his strength, all his power, all all he can, whatever he gets all his energy or whatever he has, all his resources. He's going to come at you, you know, in all his strength and might. It's um, sort of like that scripture, Isaiah 59, verse 19. and Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, it says, so, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. So that's basically talking about the rising the sun. The sun rises on the east. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, you know, this one, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Um, And I want to focus on that word standard right now because that word standard, you know, it can also be translated as a banner, like a banner or like how we uh, use today a flag, you know. And actually, next week, I believe, or we're getting very close, I believe next week is uh, 4th of July, and where we celebrate the freedom of this country, you know, the Declaration of Independence, you know, we celebrate the Civil War, World War Two. you know, um, we we celebrate the flag, you know. Um, my father, you know, when he was a, growing up, you know, he was a, a, a history buff, you know, he studied about the war she studied african-american history he was in the war the vietnam war you know he studied a lot of us americans i mean he he knows a lot of (laughs) you know he'd be going on tours and telling the tour guide uh things that they don't even know so it's amazing to hear but as, as we were kind of growing up you know we kind of picked up on some of that of course i don't know as much as him but one i remember one time we was watching a documentary about World War Two, and they was talking about uh, the war that was going on in Japan and in and the Islands, and uh, and one part of the war, like uh, it's the moment it's called the raising, raising the flag, uh, and, and I'm like I'm not pronouncing the, the word wrong, is Io Iwo Jima, I W O J I M A, and I'm pretty sure you're very familiar with that because it's a very famous uh, sculptural picture of the, uh, I believe it was the Marines and Army men raising up a flag, you know, kind of like standing up, hey, we have uh, conquered and conquering this land, you know. And that was in World War Two, nineteen forty-five. 1945. Um, and that battle, they said, actually it was actually one of the bloodiest battles of World War II because uh, they was fighting on this island. And uh, they said uh, seven thousand Americans survived and then twenty thousand more were injured. But uh, despite all of that, the enemy, of course, they the Japanese, you know, was our, was our enemy back in World War Two, and a, a good portion of them had also perished and lost their lives, unfortunately. But they, we was able to to raise the flag. And that picture is very symbolic because it was like a sort of a symbol of victory. Um, and we, we always see like whenever you see like a, a flag being raised as a symbol of victory, of course they did that in the civil war, even and things that are not really quite wars. Um, the race to the moon when uh, the United States was racing the Soviet Union, guess what they did? They placed the flag there. They raised the flag, the American flag there because they was, the first ones to get there was a symbol, you know, a victory. So this, uh, Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, it says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up Janet against them. But some translation says he will lift up a banner or lift up a flag. And basically what what it's saying is that, uh, that our father in heaven, when all these things are coming against us, he's, he's going to cause us to, uh, have victory. So we should be greatly encouraged, you know. Um, and this gets us almost back to okay, so what is this uh great exploits? What 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 is that? Is that we're gonna be strong and do greater exploits. Um just from my own understanding and, and um of this uh to me I believe uh that the equal so an equal force, like it's talking about this standard just coming against us, the enemy, but whatever equal force that uh, Satan is coming against us with, um, our Father in heaven, he's going to measure that force, and he's going to raise the one. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any poker fans out there listening, but he's like, okay, I'm going to throw my chips out there, and I'm going to raise you. And I believe that's what our Father is going to do, some matter what well, we have. As I mentioned earlier, we have... Um, People attacking in the government. I believe God, our Father, is going to raise up pe- politicians or, or whatever you know, judges, pres- or different people in those offices is going to be the enemy. He's going to have his, but the Father's going to have his. He might have less, the Father, but they're going to be just as effective and even more powerful um, in our neighborhoods. You know, there's people, drug dealers, and all of these people are increasing. But I believe our Father. He's raising up lights, and in those neighborhoods, it may not be as many. But guess what? They're going to be victorious. Um, even like in a, everything that we face is spiritual, you know. But some things we see is more spiritual, like when we're being maybe attacked by witches or Satanists, which I mentioned earlier, and they're casting spells and all these kind of things, or whatever whatever they're doing. But our Father, even in those things. He's raising up a standard. He, he's raising up a flag. He's raising up victory. And I believe that those of us who are intimate, knowing a father and knowing to him, and I'm not just really just talking about, like, attending a church building or or, or being a particular domination. I'm talking about those, those who know him. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to church or they're going to church or, or attending a building. They could be some home church or they could be one of the most largest corrupt churches ever. But and within that church, the father, I believe, he's going to use them. And I believe uh, that we're going to be sort of like, uh, I'm like, I watch superhero movies, movies, but we're going to be like Christian (laughs) X-Men. You know, the X-Men, like they have like these uh, superpowers, you know, but I believe the father, he's going to raise up people like that. Um, And I believe not only are people going to be getting saved, and delivered, but I and I believe that demons are going to be cast out of people. I believe people are going to be healed in their body. I believe that when the enemy is coming and attacking, the Father might even cover their eyes, the enemy's eyes, so that they can't see. He's going to provide a, a way of escape for the believers to where like they're kind of like sort of like invisible, you know, to to the enemy that's coming against them. But I believe it's only going to be through us knowing the father through through, uh, us knowing him intimately and these these things I say are happening I mean there's many testimonies of these things going on in other countries Um, there's an area they call the 1040 window where Christians are being persecuted but there's testimonies like armies, government type armies like city armies of militias going up against people and Christians and, like, Indonesia, like, is one story that I heard of, and, and it's a, that's a big Islamic country, but they're persecuting Christians. And there was a testimony of where people were planting bombs in the churches, and guess what? The bombs were not going off. Or there was also where, like, the army or the militia was coming against these particular group of Christians, and all of a sudden they turned around running because they had seen angels or they seen the presence of the spirit. You know, so I believe that uh, those are the things. Those are some of the things that are great exploits that uh, our Father is going to use. So I don't want you to be discouraged or whatever or anything like that. Um, So so I don't want you to be discouraged. That's the whole the whole point of this this. uh, Podcast It says those who know the, our God, our Father, will be strong and carry our great exploit. So I don't want you to be discouraged when you see the things that's on the news or even listening to their various ministers and preachers uh, talking about Matthew 24 and some of the other signs because those things are going to happen. Um, we should allow those things to, to uh, discourage us. Actually, we should allow those things to excite us because our redemption draws near. Even uh, in Romans, it says that all creation is yearning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So we got the trees, the birds, the ants, the rocks, the moon, the sun, everything that has been created is waiting for us to take our place and position, you know, so we shouldn't be discouraged, depressed, or hopeless, but we should be hopeful in these times, um, that are upon us and coming upon us. So, um, that's that's where I'd end the uh block talk podcast this evening uh do- do you have anything that you want to to say or uh comment on
0: oh uh, yes I, um, I can hear the birds where you are oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay It sounds cool to me I used to have birds in the house I just can't take care of them anymore And it was difficult with cats and birds But however that You said you're in Myrtle Beach? Yes yeah. That is a cool place I've been there That is yeah. a cool place um, Boy so I've, I'm always thinking that I'm looking forward to that point in time where the exploits are big, but I have to wonder if, you know, some of our exploits can be small or in our age yeah. they're small. Because when you go out and about doing your chores, um, if you follow father's weed, just say, father, if there's someone that I can help as I go about my business, Point them out to me and tell me what they need. And, and he will lead you to those who either need prayer or a meal or just a smile. Cause like you said, you you don't know what people are going through, you know, Yeah. that, that shopping trip for that person could be a major ordeal because of physical problems or money yeah. problems. They could be sweating the money, you know, and, uh, so I like the idea also of doing little exploits for people and, and trying to be a blessing. But Yes. Yeah. yeah, the time is yeah, coming those, those, when the exploits Yeah. And and who knows, someone to, to witness to, you know. I mean we all have those stores that are owned by Muslims in our area, you know. Yes. Yeah. So-
1: yes, Muslims um all like atheists um people who like in other religions or don't believe in anything you know we it's all types of people <laughs> you know.
0: father father may have or I'm sure he does have plans for these people and and you might be very instrumental in in bringing that plan forth,
1: yeah. So. He does have a plan. It's a a big banquet. He's waiting. It's a seat for them. (laughs) It's a seat for them, no matter what nation, tribe, or tongue, or whatever they want to call themselves now. They might be calling themselves a Muslim now. They might be calling themselves a a homosexual now, or whatever. They might be calling themselves a a terrorist now, or whatever they are, or or a grumpy old neighbor, (laughs) whatever whatever (laughs) title they want to call themselves now, but... The father, he has a seat waiting for them, you know, no matter their age, uh, race, nationality, country, whatever, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. And I have I have been on the receiving end of those blessings as well because when I go to the grocery, I need to use one of those go carts. I call them go carts. I know they're shopping carts, but you know, there have actually been people waiting in a long line. And then when we get up to the counter they actually empty the basket for me. Just to oh, be wow. kind, you know? Yeah. So it is such a blessing. But um Yes it is.
1: Yeah, the people help I mean just little helping, you know. Yeah, we don't we might think it's something small, but you know what, that person you don't ever know what they need. Like it'd be something right. like something so small. But they needed that. You know they feel like it might be feel like everything you know once their hasn't went their way for a whole year, but just that once a time you just help them out, you know
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. well so it, it's definitely important for us when we go out and about to spiritual ears and eyes open, yeah, so father can lead us to do some. Practice exploits. We'll call them. We won't call them small exploits. We'll call them practice exploits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they 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 uh
1: they they are they are great. No matter how, because we we like to measure things. You know, it's good to measure sometimes things, but you know, giving somebody a bowl of soup is just important to the father as a healing the blind person. You know. <laughs> So those, those, that's just as important to him. It's equal to him. It's equal to him. <laughs>
0: equal
1: to yep. him. Because the main, so his main I thing think, is like, are we loving that person?
0: Yes, absolutely. Are we loving those people that are sometimes very unlovable?
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's not always easy. <laughs> like, Maxine Waters lately, you
1: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sometimes it takes us some serious prayer to get to the point where we say, okay, I'm going to pray for this woman. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is so, so true. That is so true. Yeah, we have to have a have to uh, pray pray for um, everyone you know Jonah he wanted to, when he wanted all the people in Nineveh to suffer and die he was mad when they repented and the, the father saved them you know but then the father yep. had to talk to them and tell them you know hey I, I love these people as much as I love you you know so, but it's like sometimes we all had to realize that you know yeah. Well, thank you for, no, for having me this evening. Go ahead.
0: It was a pleasure. Um, I just lost my train of thought. just went totally off I'm the track. I'm sorry.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: It happens. Um, just, you know, all this stuff that's going on in the country right now with, you know, there are people who want to be violent because they have a different opinion or they want to be able to shame you. You you don't have to be nasty. You can turn them away with a kind voice, like Albie the King says, and just, you know, pray for them and be polite, you know, even when they're not. But we need to pray against the violence that they want to, you know, commit. We need to pray for their souls. Poor things are so confused. And like that, like that yeah. old thing, were you raised in a barn or what? Do we need to bar the oh. door? You know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's such a mess out there and it needs a lot of prayer. And even that, even that, because the war is mainly spiritual. That is an exploit as well, I think, the spiritual warfare.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a never ending one. <laughs> well, we'll,
0: end well one it day will right end now. one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it does, it does seem never ending sometimes. There's always something to pray about. And I know all the. Exposure of all the stuff that has been being done in this country is hard to deal with. Um, You know, learning what our alphabet agencies have done and the corruption, but it has to be exposed, to be prayed against, to be cleaned out. And, you know, it's hard. Yeah. And I have... Personal, I have personally repented for the CIA, their exploits, because they've been little hooligans. They have. Yeah, they so. have done.
1: The CIA has done a lot of things, you know. Yeah,
0: they have done a
1: lot of things, you know. It's unfortunate, you know, because it, it's uh, some good people to work there, but then after you, you get into the system, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure what happens once you get up there. I just don't know but yeah, they they have destroyed a lot of a lot of lives. Yes,
0: yeah. they have. Even the Department of Justice is yeah. a lot of shenanigans going on there. And I, I think if we repent and then pray for those people to come out of that mindset they get into then that's another exploit. So
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so many different ones
0: so yeah that's a, that was a good teaching. I liked that teaching
1: oh, oh thank- thank you, father <laughs> Thank you father yeah, I was having a little bit of uh computer issues, but next week, I'm pretty sure everything will be back together mm-hmm. um. Well, uh, thank you for having me and uh thank everyone for, for listening and tuning in or tuning in later. Also I think I'd like to thank give, it, give a give a little shout out. I forgot someone left Dorothy a comment last week. We were talking about that and someone left it on the uh, channel. I can't remember the person's name of it, but um I would like to thank that person. Next week, I will remember, and I will mention it <laughs> who, who it was um but i but i i' um close in prayer um father, help us father lord to um uh, to know you father to do to, to, to do those things father lord that, uh, that you have place in our heart um whether it's giving someone a bowl of soup, father, or even just giving someone a phone call or sending them a message on uh, uh, Facebook or or liking someone's page or or whatever it may be, Father, um, leading someone to know you, Father, and, and know your Son as the Lord and Savior. Um, help us, Father, uh, to know you, Father, Lord, even more through studying and reading your Word. Um, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Um,
1: yeah, well, so, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> it is such a pleasure having you teach on my channel. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know how how much I can say that, so it really, you know, it really is. Uh, your teachings are very down to earth. You get down to them nitty gritty, or remember Pastor Murray used to say, like, where the tire meets the road, or the rubber meets the road, <laughs> yeah. what did he used to say? <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, thank so, you. Uh,
0: um hmm? I was just going to start closing, saying, "Father, bless everyone. Have a blessed week. Go out there and do some exploits. And you can leave comments yeah. on the YouTube about what I want to hear. What exploits you have done? How's that? There's a oh, homework yeah, assignment. Be great. <laughs> That would be nice. And and leave a comment and just keep those eyes open when you're out and about. So, good night, Demir. You have a good time Uh, in Myrtle Beach. Get some swimming in. I I will try. I love that that salt water.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that salt water. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Good night. And I'll I'll see you next week or talk to you next
0: week. Okay. Night. Okay. Bye <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.